who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plague, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. Shouts of Grace Center brings you pure and undiluted word of God from the impeccable throne of grace. Be blessed as you listen. We worship you. In Jesus' mighty name, we worship. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. God bless you. Thank you, choir. Please let me appreciate the choir. Praise the Lord. I want to welcome us tonight. Did we get blessed by uh, the exhortation from Pastor Sylvester and Pastor John? I can't hear you. Go ahead and appreciate them. Is that how you appreciate your pastors? Hallelujah. Praise God. Those are the men that God has given us in the house. And we deeply appreciate them and thank God for their lives. They are going to make good husbands. Praise God. I hope you know that. They are going to be wonderful husbands. Wonderful fathers. Are you jealous? Say amen now. Hallelujah. I thought you would say amen. I'm praying for them. You're not saying amen. Is it like somebody's jealous or what? Hallelujah. Glory to God. All the men in the house should make wonderful husbands. Uh, so it's jealousy. It's jealousy that you don't like to say. Hallelujah. Alright. Um, there was family in the time of Abraham. Did you see that? Family in the time of Isaac. Did you see that? Family in the time of Jacob. And the faith of the father of the family time of song. However, there was something that was passed to the generation and that is covenant. So, the covenant built the grandfather and built the father and then built the son out. And the same covenant is what we have access to today. Come on, look at the neighbor and say, no family. Hallelujah. No, no. Nothing like that. Because we have access to the covenant. Glory to God. So, God spoke to us that it's our year of supernatural speed. And I told us about certain things we need to do in order for us to be sure that we are actually in that place and well positioned to receive the best that God has for us. Because in the things of God, it's one thing for a promise to be released. It's another thing to experience that promise. And sometimes, it's not because we want to be disobedient, or we don't want to serve God, or we don't we want to be rebellious. Sometimes it's because of who we, are, who we are, our personality, our environment, the way we are brought up. I'll give you an example. Somebody that is brought up in a polygamous house, for example. We grow up suspicious. Not that he wants to be suspicious, but that's 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 the environment that he was fashioned in. So he's suspicious about everybody and suspicious about God. So God says you are blessed. Eh? Hmm? 
Ejamawu. And that negates the faith process. And so that's why the Bible talks about the renewal of the mind because as you come to God's house, you are expected to allow the word of God to renew your mind. And I explained to us the other time, sometimes last year, that renewal means washing, like washing your mind. So somebody says, don't mind them without your, they are just brainwashing you. Tell them it's true, it's brainwashing. And tell the person that you also need a brainwash. You don't need a brainwash alone, you need head wash and everything wash. Hallelujah. So the first word is what? Service. Is that it? Come on, say service. Now let me look at your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, are you serving God? Ask your neighbor, are you serving God? Let me show you one or two scriptures that shows you how important service is. Service is so important. And let me have you know this, that everyone of us is serving. It depends on who we are serving. Some people are serving God. And if you are not serving God, guess who you are serving? You are either serving the devil or serving yourself. But every point in time, everybody is happy. There is no neutral point. There is no sitting on the fence. There is nothing like, well, I'm not for the devil, or let me just be in the middle. There is nothing like that. You are either a man or a woman. Forget about all those transgender nonsense. You are either a what? A man or a woman. Are you following me? Even when you see somebody who is hermaphrodite, the hermaphrodite is either looking like a man or like a woman. You can't look like a man and a woman at the same time. Are you following me? So what am I saying here? When it comes to service, you are either serving God or serving the devil. And I'm going to show you one or two scriptures here that will let you know that your life is about service. The devil is trying to make you serve him. God is saying you should serve me. Now is your choice who you want to serve. Now can you give us Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1 and verse 13. Very quickly. Exodus chapter 1 and verse 13. Look at it. And the Egyptians made the children of Israel to what? To serve. To serve. Not just serving, but to serve with rigor. And that's what the devil does. If you choose to serve the devil, you will serve with rigor. Now, let's go over to... Exodus. Let me look for the particular verse. Exodus chapter 9. Let's look at verse 1 and then verse 13. But let's look at verse 1 first. Verse 1 first. Exodus 9 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus said the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may what? Serve. So you see, the ultimate plan of God is that the children of Israel will come and serve him. The ultimate plan of the devil is that they will not serve God. They will keep on serving him through fear. The contention of your soul. At the end of the day, listen to me, you are either serving God or serving the devil. 
Say me, serve the devil. No, no, you can serve the devil in proxy. Or by proxy. You are not really there, but you are actually serving. Because if you are not serving God, you are serving the devil. That's just the way it is. Are you following me? Nothing like, oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a moralist. How do you, how do you say those things? Forget about those things. You are either for God or for the devil. Let my people go that they may serve me. If you look at verse 13 of Exodus chapter 9, you will see the same thing. Let my people go that they may serve me. Again, you look at Exodus chapter 10, chapter 10 and verse 3. You see the same thing again. Exodus 10, 3. You will see the same thing again that they may serve me. So, now, Pharaoh was not going to let those people go. And God began to bring plagues upon plagues upon plagues upon plagues. And the last plague was that the firstborn of all, everybody in Israel was slain. They died. And the Bible says, never in history, before then and after then, was that much of a great cry. Because every household lost their firstborn. Now, God decided to kill, bring plagues. Why? Because Pharaoh will not release the people to serve him. How important do you think service is to God? If God will go to all that extent. Are you following me here? That they may what? Serve me. If you are not serving God, you need to repent. Let me tell anybody you need to repent. What do you serve God with? Your giftings and your talents. Instead of sitting down and saying, oh, that song, wrong song, you know, go, go and sing, my friend. If you are in a church and you say you are a member of that church and you are doing nothing, you know what it's called? Pride. That's what it is. What do I say it's called? And then there are some people who are serving, but there is no reward for it. You know why? Because they are not obedient. They are not obedient with their service. S-H-O. The audience. Obedience, right? When we say obedience, hmm, most of the time, God is not going to come down and issue instructions. Ah, my son, go to that place. My son, stay in that unit. God will always speak and instruct through the pastor that he has placed there. So the pastor says, ah, you come, go and serve in the traffic department, direct cars. He said, no. No, 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 I can't serve in that place. So you choose where you want to serve by yourself. Do you think you have really obeyed God? The answer is no. Are you following me? That is what I call decorated rebellion. You are not, you are not saying you don't want to serve, but you just want to serve on your own terms. It doesn't work that way. In church, it does not work that way. That's why there's no vote in the church. There's no democracy in the church. It's theocracy. God gives the instruction and you follow. And obeying those instructions becomes extremely important because your progress is tied to it. People will serve and serve for nothing. There are a lot of people like that. But we are not, those people are not here in Jesus' name. There will be a reward for it. Jesus Christ said in those days they will come 
and said, Don't you remember us? We cast out devils in your name. We did mighty works and miracles. Don't you remember, sir? And Jesus Christ will look at them and say, I don't know you. All those things you did them on your own terms. I don't know you. We have no relationship. You never listened to me. You just wanted to do your own thing. So I left you. So the idea is not, yes, yes, I'm sure doing something. No, 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 no. Are you, are you obedient to the spiritual authority that is within the church? It's very important. Your success is tied to that. A lot of people don't know that. We ignore the pastor of the church to serve God. It doesn't work that way. It does not. Sinach was, was, was sharing. We all know Sinach. She sings. She's a good singer. So when you see somebody like, like that in church, where should she be? Eh? She should, she should be in choir. So she was in choir with some other people. So a time came there were opportunities to travel, all these uh, Canada relocation, US, so a lot of people were traveling. A lot of gospel singers within that church at the, at the time were traveling. So she went to meet the pastor and said, well, she's going. And the pastor looked at her and said, you? Others may go, but for you, I don't want you to go now. God has a plan for your life. She said she, she reluctantly she has to stay. And then she thinks, well, since I'm staying, I'll be the HOD of choir. But the pastor began to move her from one unit to the other. She served in traffic department. Do you understand? Directing cars outside. Technical department. Sound. Prayer. The pastor moved her for many years, all through units and that looks like crazy that looks like doesn't make sense well obedience I believe so strongly is what differentiated her and brought her to where she is when you see her ministering on any platform including the time she ministered at festival of Holy Ghost in Canada at redeemed Christian Church of God where Babadewe was ministering to minister for about two hours. First thing she did, she her say, so appreciate her pastor. Say, I want to appreciate my man. Are you following me at all? Somebody who has no link or has no relationship with the pastorate of the local assembly and just in your room is like a spiritual pastor. If, if you study God very well, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it's always a lineage thing. It's a family thing. You are either there or you are not. You can't bear two surnames at the same time. You can't say you belong to this family and then you are eating in that house every night. It doesn't work that way. You eat where your family is. And when they are sharing their inheritance in that place, no matter how rich they are, it will reach you because you are not part of them. Your own inheritance is domicile in your family. So you better understand that God is a God of families. Ephesians chapter 3 tells us. His spiritual arrogance will say, I don't want to serve in that unit. This is where I want. We let you do what you want. But it's wrong. Are you following me? It's very wrong. Those are ethics within the local assembly. It's very wrong. 
for you to say, no, I don't want that place. So, Minister Sylvester of Mr. John tells you, okay, Pastor wants you to serve me. I say, no, 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 I don't, I don't like that place. And then you go to another place. It's a waste of time. So, you know, when you have young believers, people are just going up, so you don't tell this them these kind of things. Because you don't want to, you don't want them to run away from church. So you just soft with them so that they can be established first of all. They are soft with them. Because they are come, they don't have deep more understanding. So they say, Pastor, no, 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 I don't want to serve you. I say, it's okay, just serve you wherever you want. But as you grow older, you've got to understand the truth and the meat of the world. That this thing with God is a covenant arrangement, it's a family thing. It's not about you, it's about Him. And your humility, your readiness to obey and listen goes a long way to establish you in your own. He said, if you are faithful in little, I will set you over much. So in your family, something is wrong if your dad says, hey boy, I want, I want your job is to sweep the floor. And then you look at your daddy face and sweep the floor. I wash plates. It's wrong. It's disrespect. It's dishonor. There's no honor there. Honor is for the next three months I wanted to supervise washing up toilet. Yes, sir. That doesn't look good in your flesh, does it? But you see, God has a way of making the pastor of a church or the leadership of a church give you what is needed in your life and your destiny to beat out every irrelevancy so that you can be fine-tuned for your destiny. God has a way he does that. God will send you to churches or ministries where you will be best trained for your future. And God help you if you refuse to train. Out of arrogance. Don't appreciate people there. They don't appreciate anybody there. I want to go to where I'm appreciating. No, no. You stay where God has asked you to stay. So that your destiny can be called. Are you following me here? The church is a training ground. The church is not a place you come to on your own terms. It's a place you come to to listen to God and follow Him and do what He asks you to do. That's how you progress in life, in ministry, in your assignment. You don't come with this kind of arrogance. I choose where I want to start. I want to sit on this slide. That's where I want to. We will let you sit. <laughs> we will let you sit. No, 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 no. I want, I want, I just want to, I just want to observe. I want to observe in the kingdom. But every time I've noticed, God will send you to a pastor that has an anointing to drive the devil out of your life. If you obey, if you cooperate. Now, some people never cooperate. They come to church at their own time. And they do it in such a way that they, they, they make themselves far from the leadership such that. They don't give the leadership of the church permission to correct or train them. 
It's not everybody that can be trained that comes to church. Because you have not, you deliberately refuse to permit anybody. So you are not close to anybody. Just come and go. Just come and go. Just come and go. It doesn't work that way. Let me tell you the way it works. Pastor, please, what can I do? Where can I serve? Please, where? That's how it works. Something is heavily wrong if you are put in a place and say, do this. I say, no, I cannot do it. Rather, I want to do that. Something is wrong with you. I'm telling you the truth right now. I know this is not school of ministry, but you've got to understand some of these things. You do what you're asked not what you want to do. As a young pastor, under my pastor, what is it that I didn't do? I did everything. The only unit I did not function is choir. For obvious reasons. Sings too much. When I sing, angels will come in there. By some level, you know, every other unit. There are some units there that don't exist again. Units like electrical units, joining wire on the pole. I serve them. You can't go When I'm not an electrician, <laughs> why do you say that to your pastor? Pastor is preaching, life disconnect somewhere. We had one demonic man that if they don't give him money before service, he will disconnect the light. And as the assistant pastor, two of us, if you are in charge of service that day, you are to ensure that light is restored within the next two minutes. And you don't work in ever. So you climb black. Are you following me? You know, come around and join ministry and then you say, I'm now in ministry, so my responsibilities include preaching, teaching, you know, dissecting the meat of the world. No. The first set of responsibilities I go and buy my as a graduate with soul. Those things are not pleasant. That's a way to go. Anybody you see in glory, ask them for their story. Ah, you will shake your head. What? The day I heard Pastor Ty will be quiet. So they were serving in in Chris uh Chris uh what's the name of the other pastor? Chris, the one that confessed the presence. Okoti, they were serving his church. Ask me what their responsibility was. Watch the toilet episode. Was one telling us. They attended the wife, husband and wife, where they met, got married. We were in that church for some time. That was their sign. Are you following me here? When you are when you do what you ask to do without complaining, without grumbling. Sometimes those are something you feel like it's like you don't like me in this place. That feeling you have is what comes to beat out of your system. It will help your future. When you say do this, that is what God wants to remove from your life. 
say, ah, no, 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 I want you to do that place. And then you do it. Yeah, you do it grudgingly and then you're way home. But the next few days, you fell so bad. Amen. Ha! Okay, we couldn't bear. That feeling is why God let the pastor ask you to do that. God will always arrange you in a place where those things need to be written out. If you undo yourself, your life will become better. If you refuse the training, the training is postponed. It's waiting for you in the future and sometimes in the most embarrassing way. Because this is the way it was. God wants you to get there in destiny. You are a child of God. You are praying. You are really praying. You are praying. I want to get there. I want to get there. God says that before you can get there, you have some attitude, some mindset, some, some behavioral patterns that will not help you in that greatness where you want to go. So God arranges people. Sometimes a roommate God will send you. Send you. You, will, you will think your roommate is a demon. No. God arranged that roommate for you. So when you refuse to go through what you're supposed to go through, and you keep on praying to get there, what have you done? You postpone your training. Because God really wants you to get there, but you have to be trained. You are not trained. You will mess up human lives. You will you will desecrate destinies. In your moment of shining, if you are not trained, you will mess up destinies. It is the training that you go through that brings compassion into your life. That as you grow older, as you, as you mature, as resources and influence and money comes to your hands, you now begin to relate with those people based on where you are coming from. He said the comfort with which you have been comforted is the same comfort with which you will comfort other people. But if you refuse to go through the process of comforting, how will you be comforted? You are asked to do something and it doesn't look good on you, yet you did it and the Holy Ghost comes to comfort you. That's comfort you're experiencing and that's the same comfort that becomes raw materials in your heart with which you minister to other people. So when you jump those moments in your life, what you are doing is that you are disqualifying yourself from greatness where God wants to take you to. Obedience is crucial. Obedience is not doing what you want to do. It's doing what you are asked to do even when you don't feel like doing it. Are you following me here? My first assignment when I joined my pastor was to drive him to Adwekiti. Adwekiti is like four hours from there. And he did see with me before. He started in the other school. my pastor. And I, I was good. Did I have some feeling? Oh, yeah. Why? I obeyed. And I was good. Keep me on the road inside car. Nobody's looking at us. But then we got to a place. So my pastor was going to buy a wristwatch. He was going to buy it for around 600 naira. He was going to pay. So I just said, Pastor, that wristwatch is no more than 250. He said, Hey, just returned. The guy was angry. He said, You driver, ordinary driver. Driving your mates, look at you. The guy, what did he not say that day? I knew it was the devil that sent him. He wanted to provoke me. I refused to be provoked. As he was saying, I was smiling. Took about 250. 
she'll fight out guy. So those kind of moments will come, but you've got to handle it well. Things that you talk to do and all your ego will be so bruised. Those are set up from God. When you pass those tests, God is moving you up. When you fail them, you are postponing them. You are postponing them. You've got to pass those tests before God can entrust human lives into your hands. If God entrusts human lives to your hands, there will be no compassion. You are going to mess them up. You are going to trample on them. You are going to treat them with disdain. Service. But then, alongside with obedience, don't serve God on your own terms. When the children of Israel left, let me check my time. Okay, I will stop. When the children of Israel left, at a point, they decided to serve God on their own terms. You remember? Moses went up. And Moses was there for 40 days and 40 nights. So the children of Israel gathered themselves and said, Look, as for this Moses that brought us out, he must have, he must have gone with God. We are not sure we'll come back. This God that he said we should serve, and we can't see him. We need a God we can see. Say they called Aaron. Are you following me? They called Aaron and said, Make us a molten image that we can see and we can bow. What they were doing is that, yes, they want to serve, but they want to serve on their own terms. And the way the Bible puts it is, is very interesting. The Bible says they threw their jewels to the fire, and out of the fire came a molten car. <laughs> see, they made a molten car. When Moses came down out of anger, he broke the temple. They provoked him. When, when you have a bunch of rebellious people, they keep on provoking their pastor. This is a this is ten commandments that God wrote with his finger. Yeah. He broke it into pieces. God said, hey, I will not rewrite another one. Is your destiny you do. I will not rewrite another one. You are the one that will write another one. You see the process? Rebellious people caused anger. He broke those things. Now he had to rewrite. There was a slowdown in that place. Everything you do, there are implications in the realm of the spirit. Are you following me? Nothing goes unnoticed. Everything God is taking notice of. He said, Your neighbors of law, I will not what? I will not forget. I've got a close circle. Can we stand? Just talk to me. Just talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. Oh, I heard and appreciate it. This is the end of the message. We believe you've been blessed. Join us at Shouts of Grace Center on Sundays and Wednesdays at Joker Plaza, Ibadan. God bless you.